Hello, everyone, and it's time for Banish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. Uh, this is episode 141, season six. And today's date is June 19th, 2022. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And uh, a big Father's Day to my late father. Uh, I miss him every day. I wish he was here. Uh, today's show, I will talk about uh, two things. First will be about uh, Brian Piccolo of the Chicago Bears, who died tragically. And uh, I will talk about something unusual. Uh, it's uh, automobiles from the 1970s, and they're called land yard, yachts. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I, I, that term has been around, eh, I don't know, 10, 20 years, maybe more. And uh, this is a very interesting subject. So I'll discuss my memories of these huge cars uh, when I was growing up, um, the makes and the models. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun. Right now, the program will go into a commercial break. This program is brought to you by Rain Barrel Fabric Softener. And uh, this commercial is from 1976. So sit back and enjoy. Thank you, everyone. How can you get your clothes rainwater soft without having to wait for the rinse cycle? Get Rain Barrel Fabric Softener. Rain Barrel is much more convenient than ordinary fabric softeners because it works in the wash cycle. See? Rain Barrel goes in at the start of your wash and works all the way through, leaving everything rainwater soft. Rain Barrel. Rainwater softness. No waiting for the rinse cycle. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All righty, everyone. I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Rain Barrel, Fabric Softener. Uh, they don't make this product anymore. Uh, I don't know when it was discontinued. Probably early 80s, I would think. But uh, it, was, uh, it was in competition in the 70s. Like, for example, uh, Downey. Uh, then Snuggle came later. <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. Uh, there's another one called. I can't think of it. Miracle, Miracle Touch, I think. Uh, I can't. Miracle Blue. I don't remember. And uh, Miracle Wipe. That's it. Miracle Wipe. I remember that. And uh, there was one in the early 60s and 70, early in late, early 70s, late in the 60s. New Soft Fabric Softener. There's commercials on YouTube. So help yourself to look at those. They're nice to come back because uh, laundry, de uh, laundry detergent commercials were very popular. Still are in a way, but yeah, you, know, you know, because uh, it's very essential for the home, you need that. Okay, at the beginning of the program, I mentioned that I will discuss about Brian Piccolo of the Chicago Bears and also those huge yacht cars that in the 70s. Uh, I won't go into the 80s because, uh, well, there's a lot to cover, and uh, but just 
mainly I would talk about in the 1970s where, you know, I was growing up as a child. And uh, this would be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, we didn't own a land yacht in the beginning. Our first car in the family, you know, the family that first owned the car was a Mercury Monte Montego. It wasn't really a land yacht. It was a two-door car, maroon. And uh, it fit about five people. Uh, we bought it. Uh, we bought it in '75. It was used, so it. This was a 1972 model, and uh, people from my neighborhood where I lived in Ashburn remember it fondly. You know, they still sometimes. Uh, I post that on Facebook, and uh, my next door neighbor remembers that car oh, vividly. <laughs> And so did the other kids, and you know it was uh, it was a good car. It uh, lasted for a long time, and then uh, then we got rid of it. Uh, I won't go into the how we got rid of it. That's an, that's another story I, that I uh, don't want to discuss. <laughs> so the next car we bought was a 1982 Oldsmobile Cutlass, and it looked like a it was a. It was like a land yacht, you know, it was uh, white. Uh, the interior was maroon. Um, you know, we bought this car at the Jack Thompson dealership in Oakland, Illinois, that was located at 95th and 95th Street in South Pulaski, which is now Portillo's. <laughs> it's gone. And uh, initially, my, mo my mother wanted to buy not that white car, I think probably black or blue, but not white. But then my father did a, uh, how would you say it? Uh, he turned, you know, he did a 190 and said, no, nah, I want the white. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, I think all of us didn't care for that, but we were stuck with it. So uh, it was a nice car, but it didn't last very long. And then, uh, so... We sold it, you know, we traded in and then we bought uh, Toyotas, which uh, my mother still drives to this day. My father never drove in his life. He took, uh, from what I understand, what my mother told me, that he took the driver's test in the 50s and then he just didn't uh, pursue it. He didn't continue. He relied on public transportation to go to work, to his uh, properties and, and all that. He didn't want to drive at all. No. So my mother started driving in 1974, thank God. She wanted to, and uh, she's been driving ever since. You know, she's uh, in her late 80s, and uh, she's very diligent. So she's, that. thank goodness for that. And uh, I've drove those cars, the Montego and the Mercury Montego and the Cutlass. Uh, you know, the Cutlass inside looked very luxurious, very, you know, with the leather and the, the plush seats. That was cool like that and then my first car was a uh, chevrolet cavalier i got that as a graduation present in 1986 when i graduated to Vry. Uh, i love that car it was blue there's a picture of me and my mom standing in front of it one day i will post it on my social media and we, it's very 80 we look like it was in the 80s so i had the hair and the, the it was it's a nice photo i've had it for a long time and then i then i switched to toyota and 93. Uh, I remember it was a Corolla, cherry red. I think it was apple red, cherry red. It was beautiful. 
<coughs> excuse me. And then um, had that for a long time. That was, then when I bought another Corolla, 2004, it was a sand color, like tan. And uh, I've had that for about ugh, 17 years. That's a long time. I, I love the car. And now I bought a new one, another Toyota Corolla, last October for my birthday. And uh, being cancer-free. Uh, well, actually, I was cancer-free about a few weeks later. <laughs> But uh, it's black and it's gorgeous. I love it. You know, I've, uh, I don't drive much, but uh, the thing is, I don't like SUVs, you know, sports utility vehicles. I don't care for them. I don't know. There's something like, they're like tanks. You know, I don't care for it. Mm-mm. Uh, a lot, a lot of my friends have them. A lot of people that I know do, but uh, no one has ever told me why you have this car. Why don't you buy a SUV? I go no. Because uh, they have big gas can, <clears throat> excuse me, big gas tanks. Uh, the Corolla has a good sizable tank, but with gas prices today, um, I don't spend like uh, a lot of money like that, like other people, and they're complaining, which I, I don't blame them. But it's getting old fast, so I'm sticking to sedans. You know, I uh, there's a rumor they might uh, discontinue. Uh, cars like that. I hope not. I mean, when you get older, you know, you know, you need a little easiness in the in your life. You you don't want an SUV because they're tall, like that. So the sedan, you know, it's perfect, like for Cadillacs, which I like. Okay, right now we'll discuss about the land yachts in general. And uh, most of the funny, uh, they're like full-size luxury car, cars, mostly. Uh, the ones, uh, the most uh, car companies that uh, produced these uh, were Cadillac, Lincoln, and Buick. Uh, and Pontiac, I don't think Pontiac did, maybe. Yeah, sort of, I think they did. And uh, also, there was the luxury car that Chrysler made, Imperial. That was good. And uh, if you remember American Motors, AMC, they had a land yacht. It was called the Ambassador. Uh, it was also uh, station wagons. Now, I'll talk about station wagons in a future episode. Also, there was like uh, the New Yorker. That was the Chrysler brand. Remember that? <coughs> Excuse me. Forgive me for coughing. You know, my throat gets dry. Uh, there was also, in Chevrolet, there was a Chevrolet Caprice and the Cadillac Fleetwood. And, uh, of course, the Ford Crown Victoria. In Mercury, the Mercury cars was um, uh, the Grand Marquis. A friend of my mother's had a maroon Grand Marquis. I think it was maroon. Yeah, or green. I think it was maroon. And uh, it was. Uh, I rode in it one time when I was a little boy. And it's, it was like a boat, and it was very comfortable. You know what? It is so comfortable. It's, it's like you're on a cloud. It's wonderful like that. And also, last but not least, the Lincoln Town Car. The Lincoln Town Car, excuse me. It's still ma- being made. And uh, so uh, I believe, it, yeah, I think it's still being made. Uh, let's see what else are the cars I remember. I could tell you. Uh, there was also Oldsmobile uh, Delta 88. Uh, there was a 98 Regency. I remember that. And uh, right now, I'm going to play a commercial for the 
Oldsmobile 98 Regency, and this is from 1976. So if you were growing up in the 70s and 80s and you remember these commercials very well, and they always uh, showcase these gorgeous, large, beautiful cars, you know, it makes you want to go out and buy one. So here it is. Here is the commercial. Thank you. There's a place, a comfortable place, where you can surround yourself in softness. A place with amenities, rich to the touch. A quiet place with thoughtful conveniences. A spacious place with the loose cushioned look of fine furniture. The place is 98 Regency by Oldsmobile. It can make you feel at home before you even get home. The 1976 Oldsmobile 98 Regency. Can we build one for you? Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for uh, Oldsmobile 98 Regency. That's one of the car, that's one of the land yards. Uh, here's land yachts. I can't say that word. Sorry. It's terrible. Other cars that I remember Buick Electra, the Buick LeSaver. Remember that? Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, there was uh there was uh I love those cars. Those were gorgeous. Very very nice. Um you know, Cutlass sort of was a land yacht in a way, but uh no, maybe. <laughs> you know, because we owned one and uh you know, I guess it was considered that. It really was. Also, uh let's see what else. Uh Cadillacs. I think it was the Toronado. I remember that one. That was so fancy. You know what? Uh, a lot of people always thought that uh, Cadillacs is for old people, especially men that go to golf courses with their cigars in their mouths. <laughs> I think that's like stereotypical, but it's not true. Uh, it's not like that, you know. And uh, Mercury. And then I mentioned the Mercury Marquis. Do you remember the Cougars? They were. Yeah, it was kind of a land uh, land yacht. Also, the uh, that was the Thunderbird. They would. Also, as well, there's so many. There is a lot of them, you know. And uh, I'm sure you grew up seeing these cars, watch watch the commercials on TV, or owning one, riding them. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. And one last memory of that: well, when I when I grew up in Ashburn, I used to ride my bike on the sidewalks, and I watch uh, not watch to see all the car all the land yachts parked in the driveways. They weren't in the garage, and I noticed some. Um, Every different make and model, colors. And uh, also, I forgot to mention the Ford Limited. That was a big uh, land yacht. And uh, that was uh, kind of luxurious in a way. So um, it's too bad. Uh, I'm not as popular. You know, people's tastes in cars have changed dramatically. I mean, this is 2022, so it's the SUV era. Okay, so that's the way it is. All right. Right now, I'm going to talk about the uh, Brian Piccolo of the Chicago Bears. And, uh, you know, he's still missed to this day. Um, you know, because uh, he was a good player, and but uh, his life was taken away too soon because he, he could have had a wonderful career. I think he would. I think he would have be wonderful just like Walter Payton I mean that's my opinion so uh because I'm not really a football fan you know I just see what I see and uh 
from I just listen to people's comments and or read their comments and ask and I ask them and they tell me what they think about them. And uh, so I'll talk about his biography a little bit. And also I will talk about the TV movie Brian's Song, which I did see that movie. And it's one of the few sports movies that I enjoy. Okay. So Brian Piccolo, his real name was Louis Bryan, born on October 31st, 1943. And he was a halfback of the Chicago Bears for four years. And uh, his number was number 41. He was born in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And uh, when he was very young, maybe about uh, three years old, he moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, because uh, his parents... uh, were worried about his brother Don's health. So there he did that. And uh, his brothers were athletes also. And he was running back for the his high school football team. And uh, he graduated in Fort Lauderdale and at St. Thomas Aquinas High School, which the stadium is named after him. Uh, I don't know when that, uh, that happened. Um, he also played college football at Wake Forest uh, University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, the, uh, he had a scholarship and it was offered at Wichita State. Which did he not accept? I wonder why. <laughs> Must be a reason. And uh, let's see. And then, um, so he he was not selected for the draft in 1967, but he tried out for the Bears as a free agent. And he made the team for the Chicago Bears. That's good. And then uh, 1967, or maybe earlier than that, he met uh, football player Gail Sayers. Uh, first, they didn't care for each other. Uh, they were just players, you know, uh, colleagues. And uh, then in 1969, Piccolo was moved, uh, moved up to starting fullback. And then Sayers... Returned as halfback. Okay. And uh, then, you know, when they were traveling, you know, playing um, games in other cities, uh, they became roommates. And, uh, you know, they first, uh, it was kind of icy then, but then they become real good friends, very good friends. And uh, that's uh, wonderful. You know, that's happened to me. Uh, Sometimes when I meet someone, I don't particularly care for, you know, but then when you sit down and talk to them or get to know them, they turn out the most wonderful people in the world and you, they're like friends for life. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling. It's, it's amazing. It happens to most people. And, uh, let's see. And then, um, he got very sick and he was losing weight. That's Brian Piccolo. And, uh, he uh, went to the doctor, and uh, and he was diagnosed with embryonal cell carcinoma. I don't know if I pronounced it right. It's uh, I would, yeah, I'll get into that and uh, what that is. And uh, he went to New York City and had the two, and he, they found a tumor in his lung. They removed it, and then uh, he went had a second surgery in April of 1970, and they removed his left lung and his pectoral muscle. But the, can- but the cancer has spread already to his other organs, and that's terrible, and, and mostly to his liver. And um, 
That's a shame. And uh, so he died on June 16th, 1970, at the age of 26. And uh, when the news broke out about that, it was horrible. Horrible. And uh, the month before uh, Brian Piccolo died, uh, Gail Sayers accepted the George S. Hallis Award for Most Courageous Player. And when he stood up at the podium, he told the crowd, you selected the wrong person. I, I don't deserve this. I belong to Brian Piccolo. And he said uh, the famous words, I love Brian Piccolo. And I like you to all, all of you to love him, too. Tonight, when you hit your knees to pray, please ask God to love him, too. Uh, that really is touching. That really is. And uh, and uh, when they had his funeral, it was at the Christ the, the Christ the King Catholic Church in Chicago. And they had it was held on June nineteenth, and he is buried in St. Mary. Catholic Cemetery in Evergreen Park. Not to it's uh, the cemetery across from Evergreen Cemetery where my father is buried. So yeah, maybe someday I'll go find him you know, and take a look and visit his grave. You know, we'll see. Uh, incidentally, I will go see my father today. Uh, I will go to the cemetery and visit him. So that make Father's Day uh, very special. And uh, so. The disease that he um, that he died of it was test. It's really testicular cancer, but you know, um, I will get to, into the movie in a minute. I'll explain that. So uh, when he when Brian Pickle lived in Chicago, he lived in the Beverly area. Uh, the funny coincidence is when I was uh, researching this online, and I you know I googled it, I found out his first house that he lived in is for sale. I looked at the house, eh, not too big, but it looked very nice. Um, but he lived in another house uh, in the in the Beverly area, of course. And then um, he uh, his family lived there for a time, and uh, after he died, and then his wife Joy uh, remarried. And uh, but then the family moved to Deerfield up north, and uh, and he had three daughters, so he lives that. Okay, and uh, let's see. Next, next up, I'll talk about Brian's song. And uh, this TV movie was absolutely wonderful. I loved it, you know. And uh, let's see, it was released on November thirtieth, nineteen seventy-one, about uh, about a year after he, uh, Brian Piccolo passed away. And the movie was about the life of of the friendship. And uh, Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers also about Brian's uh, cancer battle, you know, and uh, and uh, the actor who portrayed uh, Brian Piccolo was James Caan. And, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about him, but he's a good actor. But, you know, I was uh, I always thought of him as the Godfather, but he was marvelous in that. But uh, then I watched him, you know, he was great. He played the role. Perfectly, I like them. And Gail Sayers was played by Billy D. Williams, and uh, and the ratings hit the roof when they aired that, you know. And then uh, the the movie company Columbia Pictures released it in the theaters in Chicago, and uh, it didn't 
do very well. Not really, but that's okay. So, but uh, they repeat this movie every year, and uh, you could still. I think it's on DVD, I believe, but you could watch it on YouTube. And uh, I saw the movie about recently, and um, I remembered it, and uh, still touching. And the book, and the the uh, the movie is based on uh, a book that. It was Gail Sayers' autobiography called I Am Third. He didn't write it. Yeah, the author's name was William Blinn. And uh, so um, the other uh, actor in the movie was uh, was Jack Warden. He played uh, George House. He played the coach. And the, there were other... And uh, the wife, uh, Joey Piccolo, was played by uh, Shelley Fabre. If you remember her from Donna Reed's show, Coach... And uh, one day at a time. And uh, there were some cameos um, from other uh, from the Chicago Bears uh, that were playing. Uh, most famously was Dick Butkus. He was there. You know, I love this guy. I, I just look at him, I started laughing. <laughs> but he's wonderful, you know. And uh, so the movie did very well. And uh, they made the theme song, Brian's song. And uh, uh, the one, let's see, it was by, uh, the music of the film was by Michelle Legrand. And uh, and uh, when it was released at Billboard, at Billboard 100, came a very uh, popular song. When I hear that, I start, uh, it's so sad. It really is. But, you know, it's a shame because, uh, you know, for, for a guy who, you know, died so young of cancer, you know, at the age of 26, it was just oh, heartbreaking, you know. The funny thing about this is now when you are diagnosed with testicular cancer, there's more advancement now. If you caught early, you have a, a survival rate of almost 99%, you'd be okay. But back then, this was 50 years ago, it wasn't true, you know, it wasn't true at all. And the uh, in the movie, they didn't mention uh, he had terminal cancer, but they did not say testicular cancer because you know it was television in the seventies and that, and tes testicles that's a no no you can't say that <laughs> that's kind of funny <laughs> you know but uh, when it breaks my heart is uh, when young people get sick especially cancer as for me I'm I'm a cancer survivor and uh, I have been it's uh, going to be eight months uh, next. Monday, and uh, it's very heartbreaking, you know, to see that because uh, if you if if you beat this thing, you have a chance to survive and do all the things you want to do, and that's what I'm doing. You know, uh, there are a lot of things I like to do, but you know, I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing my Facebook page. Uh, that brings a lot of joy for me, and it brings a lot of joy to everyone. And uh, that's satisfying enough for me. So um, it's very sad. But when I received the news, uh, when I was diagnosed in December 2018, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I hated it. Oh, and, you know, when my mother was with me when that happened, and then there was one day where I saw her in the kitchen. She was crying. And I, she didn't see me. I just heard her. And that, that broke my heart. I hated that. I hated being sad, and I hated my mom being sad for me. 
but I, you know, uh, we took care. So I took care of it. I uh, had the operation. Prostate was removed. Radiation followed. I've had a couple of operations this year, but uh, it was related to that. It was urinary retention, and I had a kidney stone removed. So I'm doing much better, much, much better. I feel wonderful. And I resumed my walking. I did my exercise, so I've been doing that, and it feels good, you know. Okay, so uh, Brian Pickle is still remembered to this day, and uh, it's over 50 years ago. Uh, he touched our hearts. Very much. You know, when I saw Brian's song, it reminds me of another movie, um, Pride of the Yankees, that starred uh, Gary Cooper as Lou Gehrig. And I, when I saw that when I was little, that uh, that was sad. It was a good movie. I liked it a lot. <laughs> okay. That'll be all for today. Um, I talked about the land yachts of the 1970s and also the late... Brian Piccolo of the Chicago Bears, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. It was kind of emotional for me and uh, very, very rewarding. I let it all out. I, it was nice. Okay. So this is Picastan, your host of Vanishing Online Stories. I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day, uh, and it's a beautiful day today. Uh, i got some plans tonight, and we'll go out. And... Uh, I hope to see you soon. Hopefully, I'll do another episode this week. We'll see. And also, on Bash Online Stories, please subscribe. It's on Apple Podcasts. Any podcasts that are available. It's also on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe there. And it's also on my social media accounts. And uh, wherever podcasts are available, just uh, I'm repeating that. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you again. Everyone have a lovely day. And here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now with a little traveling music and bye-bye now for me. So long, everyone. Take care. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>